guys, it's Celeste, one of your hosts from Unethical Podcast. Before we kick off today's episode, I just wanted to take a second here and thank all of you listeners so much for your support over the past couple of months. We are having such a great time bringing you content and we love talking to you guys on Facebook. You're all amazing people and we hope we get to meet more of you on the show very soon. In fact, we are enjoying bringing you content so much that we've started releasing a weekly bonus unethical episode hosted by myself and Christy that focuses on the worst female offenders. It's more gruesome and even less filtered than our public feed, so it can never see the light of day. It is available on all tiers on Patreon, so just visit patreon.com forward slash unethical podcast to sign up. There's also a ton of extra content on there already, and we will be launching a full second unethical show with an all-male set of hosts that focuses on unsolved crimes. It's called Private Dicks, and it will be hosted by Richard Dick Stoodle, Rick Dick Getz, and RJ Dick McCarthy, and it will be available in the next couple of weeks at the $10 level and up. We will also be offering exclusive event invitations, discounts for merch, and more for all of our patrons. Be sure you stay tuned after the episode as well for an important message from Richard regarding today's topic. Thank you so much, you guys. You're all great people with huge bushes. Welcome to episode 20 of Unethical Podcast. Who knew bus full of hockey players would be on a Canadian road? Our guest host for this episode is Paul Giannunzio, and today we're going to be talking about the 2018 Humboldt Broncos bus crash. Welcome to Unethical Podcast. All right, let me start with a question today, guys. Uh, have you ever been fired? Nope. Add to that question. Have you, or should you have ever been fired from a job? Obviously not your current job, but your a job in your lifetime. Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> okay, Paul, you start. Let's hear what you got. I got fired for joking too much. It's one of the first times I ever, I'm Italian, we, we, bust people's balls all day every day and uh and uh was making fun of a greek guy for being greek and not italian so i got written up and eventually fired for it <laughs> oh did the greek guy go get mad at you no though? it's he, was because i did it in front of the supervisor and then he benching was it oh. bill c60 or whatever can't make fun of anyone's oh. race gender sex okay well what about you chris you said no eh? you never been fired no, I've never been fired. Technically, I've been fired twice. Like fired, fired or laid off, fired. Okay, so the one time it was just I got a job at Subway. I worked there for like, this is my first job. I was 14 yeah. and I worked there for like three days and then they fired me basically as soon as a boy applied. They were a Middle Eastern family. They they were just waiting for a boy. So you. whatever. Um, and then the second time I was technically fired because I stopped showing up for work, but I stopped showing up for work because I looked on my boss's <laughs> computer to find an order. I, I was a balloon twister. I worked in a balloon store and I made balloon arrangements. That was my job. Okay. And I looked on his computer to find an order and I ended up finding a whole lot of porn of girls my Ooh. age. Ooh. And I just was way too creeped out to ever come back to work. Ooh. I don't blame you. How old were you? Because that could have been a crime, sister. I was 15. Yeah. Oh, God. Did you? God. Did you guys hear about the uh, man in Italy who worked at a hospital and just stopped going to work and still got paid for 15 years and he never stepped foot? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. How the fuck do I get a job like that? (laughs) Just stopped going to work one day and nobody noticed for 15 years. I, I uh, work at a hospital. <laughs> I work at a hospital, so I might try that. Automatic oh, payroll, man. 
Wow. Let it ride. Hilarious. So crazy. 15 years. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah but he went to prison for oh, that. Oh, he has to he? pay some like $200,000 or something like that. And, uh, yeah. and most likely Power he's going to be charged on something. Right, oh, this hasn't probably. happened yet? Oh, I thought I thought he already went to prison for this because that's like big time. Yeah. No, no. I, I didn't even notice I had enough money saved, I thought. Because <laughs> just money kept going in there? What are you talking about? I thought it was my I'd pension. i so stupid on that. Yeah, I'd play yeah. so fucking dumb on that. I wouldn't even care. It's not his fault. They should have stopped paying him. If that guy gets in trouble, that we're doing an episode. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I was fired. I was only fired once in my entire life. And it was my AV apart, uh, my AV department in college. I worked there like handing out televisions and stuff for classrooms. And I got, well, I shouldn't say I got fired. I got, they didn't take me on for the summer semester because they said I didn't dust enough. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, that's, I wish okay. that was a joke. I fucking wish that was a joke. I did like, I thought I was just supposed to give out TVs. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't know I was supposed to like dust the tops all the time. I vacuumed. I did all that stuff, but I just didn't dust. So they said, we're not going to get you back. That's okay. just as weird as what they wrote on my termination papers, which was excessively happy. Honestly, that seems completely reasonable to me because I want to fucking kill every single person I've ever worked with who's like that. You ruined my whole fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I feel like that when I start a, start a morning shift on the ward. It's mainly the baby nurses, like the, the grads and stuff that haven't been there for long. And they just come in with their morning coffee and they're like, hey. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Give it a few like years, darling. Forever. Give it a few years. <laughs> a girl that I work with was, she was all mad at work. And she, I'm like, why? She's like, the, the security guard said hi to me this morning. I'm like, okay, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> I got you. I know where we're at today. The head space is. Uh, that's funny because that's what I do for a living is security. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> God. <laughs> All right. I just, I just got a text from Bobby. She's like, I'm putting him outside. He fucking farted right in my mouth with no pants on. And it was so fucking stinky. <laughs> I don't even want to know how. Like, I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard not to laugh because she's got to tell him off. But Jesus Christ, she's got to tell him off. He's not doing it on purpose. Oh, Gabe, I'm on your side. Let it fly now. Wherever you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Jesus. You don't hold that shit in. It's not good for you. you stop laughing. Well, I can, I can make you stop laughing right now. Okay, dude. Let's get sad. On April 6th, 2018, a semi fully loaded with between 45,000 and 63,000 uh, kilograms, uh, differing reports, so I don't know where it is in that. So it's a, a lot of weight of peat moss blows the intersection on Highway 335 and Highway 35 in Saskatchewan, Canada, causing a passenger bus filled with 29 people to crash into it at approximately 100 kilometers an hour. That's highway speeds killing 14 instantly two more would succumb to their injuries at hospital 13 are injured two of those survivors were paralyzed and one remained in hospital until after the trial wow it's a lot of numbers yes so two trucks going full blast across two highways one has a stop sign one doesn't uh the one that didn't have the stop or had the stop sign blew the stop sign the bus hit the truck as it was passing the intersection uh so what's pish posh? Pish pish posh. <laughs> peat moss. Peat oh, thank moss. you. What it's is that? Pish posh. Peat moss. <laughs> I, I I used my inner tally translation machine and I figured out what she meant yeah. by pish posh. So that was great. I'm getting Amazing. good at this. I can speak tally soon. So peat moss is a <sighs> is a thing they uh, dig into soil for gardening or not gardening like uh, farming. And gardening, I guess. Mm. Oh, okay. Right? It's a it's a farming product. It's a big. It's like uh, kind of half dirt, half like weed kind of shit. It goes. It's to give air yeah. to the uh, plants so they can. So they basically air. hit a wall. Yes, going on, going a hundred hundred kilometers an hour while the other truck was going hundred kilometers an hour at the same time. And since they're not hitting directly on, it doesn't give like too like it's the force of it's still a lot more when it's moving like that too, right? So, I thought maybe it was an explosive. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not that crazy. That would make it even crazier. No, it's just uh just some some farming stuff. 
Still terrible. That's correct. Uh, but that'll get you fired, like I said. So the driver of the semi was uninjured. He was detained, but subsequently released and given mental health support while the crash was under investigation. Uh, everyone in that bus was part of a local junior A hockey team, the Humboldt Broncos. Uh, it was their players, coaching staff, and the bus driver, 29 people. They were heading to Nippewan to compete in game five of the semifinals of the SJHL. That's the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League champions championship. Sorry. I know Tally knows this, but I don't know if Christy knows this, but hockey is uh, a huge thing in Canada. Uh, and this accident, yeah. this accident was so tragic that everyone in Canada knew about it about a couple hours after it happened. It spread like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even Don Cherry had a pretty epic rant about For it. For sure. And Don Cherry's a, a famous hockey reporter up here that got kicked off the hockey station for saying you people so and a snappy dresser let's be honest here huge bush i'm sure white bush (laughs) he got kicked off for being a fancy dresser no he got kicked off for being a racist (laughs) oh i was like well i mean he's got he's over the years he's had a lot of whiskey fueled rants (laughs) oh yeah don't do that like like honest honest to god i honestly thought next to don cherry there's a dude off just off camera that hands him his whiskey in between periods (laughs) he was like a major (laughs) like cultural icon for canada though for a very long time literally Uh, a huge canadian cultural icon he everyone knew who he was yeah i knew that hockey was the canadian thing it's like it's like footy for us footy for aussies yeah 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 it's huge here uh the tragedy garnered so much support uh the night after the accident on april 7th there was a vigil at the humboldt elger peterson arena and it was attended by three thousand people including humboldt mayor rob munch munch saskatchewan premier scott moe nhl players and coaches even justin trudeau canada's current and most sexy prime minister attended the vigil no arguments for me 100 percent most sexy i don't know what he looks like He's really, he's he has just the best. Yeah. Google Trudeau, butt and take a yeah. look at his butt. Literally. Okay. Tell me that isn't a snack. Is. <laughs> he's a very good looking man. <laughs> yeah. Biden doesn't have a butt like that. I'll tell you that. He's, much. he's the, uh, the man responsible for, um, the speaking moistly, uh, <laughs> remix speaking moistly. So uh, we'll go ahead and link. I'm going to link that in the bottom of this episode, the Speaking Moistly remix for everybody to enjoy. That was lovely. Thank you. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, For the Americans out there, a prime minister is basically our president, except less well-known and less powerful. It's just the president. Okay. And he has to kiss the queen's ass. Yes. (laughs) No, we have a guy that does that. Somebody kisses the queen's ass for Trudeau. Actually, I think it's a woman that does it right now. I believe she's right now. It's a woman. Yeah. Oh, no, our governor general resigned. What? Yeah, Julie Payette. Oh. Uh, she was forced to resign due to abuse and assaults and harass a uh, month or half ago, two Son months ago. The astronaut lady. Apparently, she harassed, it or harassed and embarrassed her staff. Well, who's casing the queen's ass right now? We have a temporary until Trudeau names another one. We have a temporary ass well, kisser. I hope our temporary <laughs> ass kisser is doing a good job. Um. I just Googled the prime minister of Australia and what the fuck are you guys doing over there, Christy? Scott Morrison looks like the uncle always wanted to see you to sit on his lap and tickle him. Isn't you know what I mean? Scott Morrison yeah. like just the fucking worst or am I mistaken? No, he's awful. And he, um, he's so, so deep into uh, the Hillsong church. So he's like super Pentecostal Christian. And um, <laughs> when, when, remember when we had the fires like the, the yeah. huge fires huge. he just yeah. he just Fire. took off with his family huge to Bush hawaii Fire, yeah. and then when he came back when he came back and he was walking through all the um the devastation and stuff he was trying to shake people's hands and they were just completely ignoring him and this one old guy's just like fuck off you bastard <laughs> uh, the thing the thing i remember most about the fires in australia was the the other politician who got a woman to say that we have to make sure that the firemen don't go home and beat their wives. Yes. It it was his way of saying, we need to take care of the the firemen's mental health, because obviously this is going to be very trying and, and, and hard on them. 
But instead of just saying that, he was like, yeah, look, if we don't take care of them, they're going to go home and beat their wives and children. So what we kind should- of lawless fucking land do you live in? <laughs> I belong there. Oh I so belong yes. there. Do I not? Come on, you guys. You do, my love. <laughs> you know, what little I know about Australian wives, which is Catherine Knight, um, it's not, it's not the wives that you need to be worried about. Mm-hmm. So that speaking of which, fun. we just covered Catherine Knight on our Patreon exclusive episodes. So oh, good. That's going to come out Monday. In the early moments and even early days of the incident, uh, there was so much chaos and dead people that one of the players was misidentified as dead while another was thought to be alive. Uh, apparently wasn't an easy task to identify the players. Uh, they all looked alike similar builds, all athletic. Uh, They all had playoff beards and bleach blonde hair. Those factors coupled with his facial injuries, Xavier LaBelle was originally thought to have been dead, mistaken uh, to be Parker Tobin, who was originally thought to be alive. The parents of Xavier didn't even know he was alive until two days after the accident. Uh, Parker Tobin's family sat beside him in the hospital thinking it was Xavier uh, until he woke up and said, I'm not Parker. Yeah, so that's how bad his facial injuries were uh oh damn that poor kid yeah that poor fucking family holy shit that's oh the two families could you imagine like oh your son's dead oh okay wait your son's alive but then the other one's like oh your son's alive oh wait (laughs) me we made a boo-boo you can't blame them uh it was so much chaos like think of a it was a rural saskatchewan there's not that much first responder stuff they had to get like helicopters from the big cities in to come help them they were just going as fast as they could and i I feel bad for them but they say the two families say it brought them close together and they all uh i I think this whole accident brought everyone closer together all the families but these two families specifically got a weird bond from this so I, i don't know everyone apologized how did they get mixed up because their faces were so messed up like did they have a shorts did they have a with his name on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah they weren't like they weren't carrying their like backpacks and stuff they're just wearing clothes and they all look like i said they all look the same so it was hard with all the facial injuries they're fucked when yeah. uh when hockey teams even on the bus they all wear suits yeah so when they're going from place to place like that so they'd all be dressed essentially the same yeah and with like i said athletic builds same height same kind of body build like it sucks everyone apologized no one felt bad about it like everyone understands they weren't using dental records yet because that takes time and there were 16 dead people right so and with a facial injury who knows how much you can move you know just to get an impression uh humble resident uh sylvie kellington started a gofundme hoping to raise like 500 dollars or so in attempt to make enough money for uh the small expenses for the families like their coffee or their parking at the hospital uh the gofundme ended up being the biggest campaign ever in canada and top three worldwide over 140,000 donations amounting to 15 million 185,700 in just 12 days that's so. amazing Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's crazy i in 12 days there were so many people there were so many people donating to this other people tried to glam on and try to uh scam this as it was going oh, for god's sake i fucking hate people like that they caught everyone that tried to do that but god damn it like imagine being that much of a piece of shit where you see a bus crash on tv and you go you know what i can make a couple thousand off of this like fuck you you gotta be trash yeah that's right? disgusting I totally do you think they charge them with just fraud wire fraud they should have made special dispensation and charged them for treason yeah that would have been awesome Just saying yeah for sure they had to make uh there's so much money they had to make a memorial fund to figure out who the money how the money was going to be distributed uh eventually it was basically split evenly amongst all the victims injured or deceased just the families of the deceased got fifty thousand more each so it was just fifty thousand more really so they all got about a half million dollars essentially each uh family. not enough not enough, but, uh, but I mean, that's uh, just off the backs of uh, everyone that felt bad for them and helped them out. Right. That's not even lawsuits or anything. So that's, that's mm-hmm. super nice. And it helped everyone pay for the things that needed to be paid for. And Yeah. Cause the extra, the extra 50 G's for those uh, families of the victims who unfortunately didn't survive. It's probably just to cover the cost of a funeral Yeah, and everything that goes with it. Yeah. Because those aren't cheap. The last thing you want to be worrying about when you're mourning the death of a child is going to work and thinking about where your money's going to come from. So at least that money was in their mm-hmm. bank 
and they could, you know, just grieve properly. I couldn't even Mm -hmm. imagine what it would be like trying to, especially if you've got other kids and you've got to keep going for, you know, you've got to keep going to look after them and keep providing for your family, but trying to mourn the death of your child at the same time, just having that money there would have helped. Yeah. And it would have been tough too for the, you know, hockey teams, like sports teams in general, the families of the players tend to get close Mm. just from being at practices and things like that, you know? So you've now got the family members of the deceased. You've got the family members of the injured, you know, they're all now leading on each other. And this was probably just never ending. Even if they ever did just get a second to themselves away from the media, you got, it's, you know, on the phone is probably one of the teammates' families. They're grieving. They're they need a shoulder. You know, it's just their whole life, right? Yeah. Every aspect mm-hmm. probably of their lives was dedicated to this. And they're in their prime. You know, they're in their prime in high school, so they probably all had girlfriends and stuff too. So there's like mm-hmm. another extension of the tragedy. And like Celeste said, like I grew up in a hockey community. You know, I'm in north northwest Minnesota, so hockey 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 all the time um and I remember you know just being friends with these guys and they were all like brothers so I can't even imagine what it's like for the other parents to not only lose their children but like also lose their extra children yeah yeah it's such a big scale I mean if you think about even the way that a, a student dying in a drunk driving accident the way it affects an entire community an entire school you know, yeah. this is such a grand scale. Now the whole community is affected and everything, but now the whole country is affected too mm-hmm. by just the scale. Yeah. And you got to remember tragedy. Uh, these kids were junior hockey players. So they're in their, uh, I think there's 18, 19 and 20. So a lot of them were done high school and they were billeting at people's houses as well. So they also had like hockey parents, right? Uh, yeah. They weren't all from Humboldt. They were from all over the place, like nearby uh, towns as well. So they out those people were affected too. Like the people in the community where they're going to school, like there's a lot of, that's why the whole 3000 people showed up to that vigil, right? There's a reason it was so big and it passed through the country so quickly. It's so tragic. It's a lot, it's such, you're right. People at their prime loss of life. So huge. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. A lot of bright futures. Yeah. There's actually another uh, Broncos team from Saskatchewan. I should have written on this all down, but it's true. I just didn't, I, but since it came up this way that uh, they were a hockey team as well, but they weren't the Humboldt ones. They're a different one from Saskatchewan that got in a crash in the late eighties, early nineties, something like that. And about six people died. Uh, but on that bus, I don't know if you guys know anything about hockey, but like Joe Sackick was on that bus, you know, he could have died. He's like a, one of the biggest wow. hockey players ever. Uh, uh, who's the other one? The one that uh, came up with the molestation allegations. Anyways, like he was one of the kids that was on the, there was a bunch of like people that went on to the NHL that were, could have died on that bus and that would have changed everything for that as well. So it's, it, you see it this way. I don't think too many of the kids even play hockey anymore. So it could have snuffed out a bunch of NHL careers and everything. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what uh, I was going to say is they're in a junior league and chances are after that season, some of them might've been scouted. Yeah, to the NHL for sure. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. You probably have a little bit about it, but they were, I mean, pretty top tier in their league. Yeah, they were. They were incredibly talented athletes. They were headed straight for championship. They were on. They were in the semifinals. They were actually down the series to, uh, uh, three to one. But it, oh, they were. Okay. But both the games were very close, and it doesn't mean they wouldn't have came back and won it. But it was they were in the semifinals of the championship, the league championships. They're top tier hockey players from Canada. Like this, these are the best yeah. of the best. You know what I mean? These are the yeah. cream of the crop kids, man. So for sure, a bunch of them were going to the NHL for sure. It's very sad. So on July sixth of the same year, two thousand eight, the driver of the semi was arrested in Calgary for sixteen counts of dangerous driving, causing death and 13 counts of dangerous causing uh, dangerous driving causing bodily harm. A little on the driver. The driver of the semi was uh, is then 29-year-old Jasikrat Singh Sidhu. He is a commerce graduate and newly married man. Uh, he and his wife got married two months before the accident. Uh, he's a permanent resident in Canada, but doesn't have his citizenship. Uh, he immigrated from India in 2013 to be with his now wife. Okay. Uh, sorry. Two things. When did he immigrate? 2013. Okay. So he's a commerce graduate. How, did he graduate in Canada or back home? He graduated in uh, India, 
uh, it's coming up in a few seconds, but he did graduate okay. in India. Uh, but yeah, so in India, and then he came to school here too. So last, he okay. came here for a business admin for a couple of years. Do you know where he went to school? Uh, I not off the top of my head. They they didn't give uh, too much information on him. Honestly, it was this is all from the uh, statement of facts or whatever from the case. So they gave mm-hmm. a little bit of biography on him, and that's the only thing people really know about him. They didn't say what school they just said in India got his commerce degree they didn't say he came to Calgary somewhere I they didn't give super lots of info is what I'm saying about him specifically yeah it was probably just the University of Calgary I'm just curious yeah I think I don't know how it works with you guys but we have like college diplomas and then university ones I'm pretty sure he went to college oh for business so probably what would that be Sate or Concordia yeah doesn't matter something that's my backyard so yeah oh that's curious about it oh so yeah that would be close to you that's true yeah yeah uh, so this is a little bit of a thing. I don't know if you've noticed this, Les. I wanted to ask you about this. And now that Paul's here too, I'll ask you about this too. Do you guys like, uh, do you guys like the term new Canadians? I never even heard that term. I don't find it. I don't find it like offensive. I think it describes what they are. I mean, they used to have, what were they called before? Um, oh God, recently landed or something like that. They were called, yeah. they, you know, fresh off the boat. To me, it sounds like it's it's racist, really. It's just you could just say immigrant. Why do you have to say putting you in a subgroup? Yeah, you're just making it sound like since you're new, you don't know what it's like to be a Canadian. Us old Canadians should learn from them as much as they learn from us, you jackasses. That's all I think. Like I think the point is to be more inclusive versus like immigrant, which is sort of an outsider coming in term. It's you know, now you're here, we consider you a Canadian. Canadian. You are a Canadian. You know, it's supposed to be inclusive, but that's, you know, it's like when Trudeau, what the, or maybe it wasn't Trudeau, something about like human women or something like they made a weird differentiation. Oh, no, no, no. That's, um, uh, that was in, wasn't that in the States where it was a men and a women? Yeah, that was, oh, that wasn't here. No, that was was in Congress in the States. Yeah. Uh, That was in Congress (laughs) when they like opened, opened with the new Congress, the elected Congress after the 2020 elections. Yeah. And he went a men and a A women. women. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was that same sort of idea where it was supposed to be inclusive, but came across really ignorant and stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, that's ridiculous. The amen, a woman thing, it's so funny, but it's oh so bad God. at the same time. And he was trying to be nice. He was trying to be nice. He was trying to introduce the new Senate or the new Congress. And he was like, yeah, come on in, everyone. And amen and a women. Everyone just looked at him like, no, not the a woman part, man. No, don't do that part. But it was good intention. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to be nice. Yeah. He was trying to be like yeah. inclusive. He should have just said, I person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, for our ever-loving Jesus Christ, a person. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, he uh, Sindhu was a permanent resident in Canada, not a Canadian citizen. Uh, I try to look at this, and I'm not an immigration expert, but I, what I could tell is the difference between a permanent resident and a Canadian citizen. Obviously, there's a lot of differences, but uh, the main one is you can't participate in politics. And your permanent residency has to be maintained with a certain criteria. So you like, you have to be here for two out of five years that you're here to continue having your permanent residency. And then you have to pay your taxes. You can do all the same stuff Canadians can do. It's just, you can't be involved in politics. It's, it's like a green card. Essentially the deal is you need to either be sponsored to get your permanent yeah. residence, which means that someone is financially responsible for all of your expenses for the next, I believe it's three years. And, or you need to prove that you have enough saved up that you can pay for yourself. You can own property, which is a common misconception. You can, as a permanent resident, own property. Um, You can be involved politically. I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that. You can't vote. You can't run for office. He came over to be with his wife, right? Yeah. So his wife is a citizen? No, she came over at the same, she came over just before, they lived, uh, they were with each other in India, but she came over about a month before him kind of deal, you know? And then he came over to be with her because I don't know if he was trying to come over at first. I know she wanted to come and then he was like, fuck it, I love her, I'm coming, you know? His parents are farmers in India. Their farm was huge in Indian standards. It was over 50 acres. I thought that would be kind of small, but that's pretty big, I guess, in India. No reason given as to why his now wife, then girlfriend wanted to immigrate, but they did so in 2013, shortly after they earned their degrees. So I'm guessing they just wanted to come over to use their degrees and realize, oh, fuck, I can't, Uh, (laughs) which is stupid, right? It sucks for immigrants. Like there's doctors and shit driving around cabs in big cities like it sucks. Yeah. Um, 
he followed her to Calgary not that much long after. They were both students when they got here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say what she took, but Sidhu was taking a two-year business admin course uh, while working part-time at a liquor store. Um, his girlfriend uh, got a job at a dental office. In August 2017, Sidhu spent a week in training to get his commercial trucking license. Okay, so he took one week worth of training and then took the test, got his license. So that's in August. Keep that in mind. Really? It's only one week training? I thought it was longer it's than that. One week. Not anymore, it isn't, but it was. It was one week of training to get it. That is nowhere near enough. <laughs> not even close. Truck driver is a good job for an immigrant, though, in Canada because it's easy to get. And a lot of immigrants mm-hmm. do get the truck driving job. Uh, there's tons of work. Pay is good. I imagine it's better than the liquor store because why change jobs if it wasn't, right? He was Mr. Manager. Trucking, trunking in itself is like the most popular job in North America. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of work to it, right? And you can get, yeah. like you said, you can get a license in a week. So fuck yeah, get the job. But he didn't get a job in trucking directly after getting his license. He just kept managing the liquor store. So I'm guessing he worked at the liquor store, uh, continued to work at the liquor store to save up some money so he could quit his job with the intent of getting a job in the trucking after his trip. In January 2018, he went to India. All right, he's going back to the home country to visit. He got married in February before returning in March. Not long after returning, on March 17th, 2018, he got a job at a local trucking company, Adesh Dole Trucking. Uh, this was seven-ish months after he got his license. Okay, so he got his license seven months later is when he gets his first job. After being hired to truck uh, drive truck, the company gave him a painstaking two weeks training with another driver. Then he was allowed to work alone. Uh, within a week of this solitude, he got into the accident with the Broncos. So the night the crash was his first time driving this route and his first week driving solo in a truck. That is like massive, massive undertraining for handling a piece of machinery that is that fucking dangerous. Was that just a rule in Saskatchewan? Because in Ontario, you to get your AZ is like a tooth, almost like a, a semester. It's 101 and a half hours of training in Ontario to get your big rig license, but not in Alberta, yeah. not in Alberta, because he was living in Alberta. He was yeah. in Calgary. So in Calgary, it was a week. And even then, I'll get in more into it later, but uh, you don't even have you didn't even have to take the training at all in uh you could just challenge the test. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, I know how oh to drive, God. you could just go get the license if you know how to do the, the, the book part of it. So that's scary. And he, this is like not, it's not like this was something that he ever did in his work before. It's not like he came from like, oh, well, I used to drive forklifts and then I was driving equipment on work sites. I, I'm used to large vehicles. Mm-hmm. I drove buses or something. He just went from- He, he did? He did. Yeah. He did actually have a little bit of experience in uh, India because his parents did have a farm. So he did drive around small equipment. Uh, nothing yeah. like a big rig, though, where you're driving 100 kilometers an hour with uh, 150,000 pounds on your back. Or right? with anyone around. Mm-hmm. It's not If you get into an accident on a farm, you might die. But that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he did understand a, a few things about machinery, though, right? So it probably helped him a little bit knowing about a forklift or whatever tractor to go and take some tests because there, there's some similarities to all gas powered vehicles, but I mean, Jesus fuck. What did Shannon say about uh, John Wood's dad? Just because you own a tractor doesn't mean you understand engines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't nice when he said it, it's not really that nice now, but it's kind of true in this case too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in, Austra- in Australia, you have to drive, um... You're not allowed to drive semis until you've done a certain amount of time in a normal size truck. Because obviously Australia is so massive. We have hundreds and hundreds of long haul truckers. They, you can't get your semi license until you've had a regular truck license for a certain amount of time. I'm not sure how long it is, but you have I to have experience. You have, have to have experience. That was my understanding too, that you start with your essential, like, four-wheeler like think sort of refrigerate or not like think like moving truck you start with something like that and then you work yourself up to like your eight wheelers and then so on so forth before you get slapped into an 18 wheeler like I mean they're all dangerous but yeah it's like with motorbikes like when you first get your bike license you have to you can't you can't drive anything 
faster than a 250 Mm -hmm. and to and then once you've done that for a year you can go up to 750 and then after that you can ride anything this is a massive policy issue within the province of alberta yeah not in the cowboy capital of ontario of canada you could do whatever you want cowboys yeehaw i love that's actually true here (laughs) which is not true like pretty much everywhere else here you can get with a learner's permit you can drive by yourself on any basically roadway you want with um a two-wheeled vehicle with your like not a motorcycle but like think like scooter vespa moped whatever you can drive on the roads with a learner's permit nothing more that's crazy and most places do not allow that yeah i don't know scooter i don't know scooter law i'm not a scooter lawyer uh but what i will tell you about scooters is gotta be fun to drive one they are fun my buddy in high school had one and we used to (laughs) we used to cruise together on her tally you look like a you look like a professor in scooter law. What do you got to say about yeah. that? <laughs> I've knocked over plenty of scooters in my day. There you go. Uh, I'm like, all right, I got this. When I first vroom, vroom. met Bobby, she had a scooter. When I first met Bobby uh, in Broome, she had a had a little scooter that she'd scoot around on. And then when I moved in with her, that's the only mode of transport we had. So we had to we go to the shops on it to do our food shopping, but she'd have to like go home with like four bags, come back, and I'd be <laughs> sitting on the curb with our other. <laughs> she'd have to she'd have to do like three trips home with our shopping, and then on the last one she'd take me home. <laughs> Guard the eggs, Christy. I'll be back. I read a little bit during uh, during the court hearing for the accident. Apparently, the investigation showed that the the what's his name Skeet Skeet. Are you Sidhu? are you blowing my wad right now, bro? Miss <laughs> <laughs> That the truck driver never never applied the brakes at all. Yeah, well, I'll get to it. We'll see what happens yeah. when we get there. White flight or freeze, right? Yeah, I didn't even notice. Didn't even yeah. didn't even register. Didn't even register oh, there was God. a stop sign. Anyways, so uh, okay. scary. Yeah. Not not only that, and he stated that uh, it was clear, <laughs> like the way it was clear. Oh, oh yeah. Well, for I sure. think all the dead children proved that was a lie. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> the way was clear, except for the fucking bus carrying twenty people. Man, totally clear. You're in the prairies. There's not even a tree for miles, and you can <laughs> tell there's a bus coming. That's not wrong. All right. Men's not wrong. <laughs> Spent a lot of time on these highways. Men's not wrong. So the day that after they arrest him, uh, the pa- parents of one of the hockey players, Adam Herod, uh, was that was killed in a crash. He was the youngest team. He was only uh, on the team. He was only 16 years old. Uh, they filed lawsuits against Sidhu, the trucking company, and the bus manufacturer. So Sidhu, they they file against him because their kid's dead. That makes sense, right? Uh, they also mm-hmm. claim. Uh, they also claim their son was going to be in the NHL and had the potential of earning 15 to $20 million over his NHL career, uh, allowing him to take over the family's farm. So now they're uh, in financial there. He was like their ticket to get out of their expensive farm. They legit said that I'm not joking. Oh, uh, that's gross. I feel like, I feel like it's not the parents really. They wanted to sue. I'm sure that lawyers went, you can sue for this. Yeah. I you guess, know, I don't yeah. think it seems like it. Anyway. I uh, would want the same for my parents. If it was me, right? Like I want them to be set yeah. forever. They could pretend yeah. I had all the potential in the world if they wanted to, if it meant that they could be set. But still, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's it's a big well, number you, too. Like, come on. He could have been in the NHL for a season and made less than a million. You don't fucking know. 15 million is pretty uh stretching it, right? But who cares? Like, or could, could be low. He could be the best player that ever played and be a billionaire like Jordan. Who knows? Well, that's the thing, right, is uh, during legal proceedings, you would have had a criminal trial and then you'd have all the civil trials yeah. that probably followed right after. For sure. So the trucking company City worked for, Adish Dole, uh, was sued uh, for not providing adequate training, which I'm going to go with. That's a good idea. Uh, and the bus manufacturer. Absolutely. Was, yeah, exactly. The bus manufacturer was sued because they say the bus wasn't equipped with seatbelts or any other measures to minimize the impacts of the crash. Like every other bus. That's what I said. Yeah. I've never seen a seatbelt on a bus. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. But the roof did come off at the time of the crash. 
which maybe that shouldn't have flown off, but maybe they're going hundred kilometers an hour both ways. Like who the fuck, who can prepare for that? Right. Um, so I don't know about that maybe, but yeah. it's two for everything you can, I guess. Right. Uh, it doesn't say how much wow. they're actually asking for from all these people anywhere, but I'm guessing it's in the millions. Um, whatever keeps you busy, I guess, whatever keeps your mind off things, just sue everybody you yeah. can. <laughs> just sue just sue it up <laughs> suit up <laughs> well they could i mean oh, if fuck. they wanted to they could sue do you guys have like main roads is it like the people that do look after the roads and the traffic yes. signs and stuff i mean if they wanted to they could sue the they could sue the council or whatever and say well obviously the stop sign wasn't big enough or in the right spot or so highway stop signs are like this fucking big they're huge. <laughs> yeah, this stop sign. There it was five made bigger. <laughs> there was five indications of this intersection before a giant stop sign with a flashing light that flashed every second over top and of it. Okay, there rumble was enough... strips. Right, okay. there was like four lines. No. Of... There wasn't any. Oh, no rumble strips. And plus, here in Canada, we got we got warning signs for the warning signs. Yeah. <laughs> What's a rumble strip? You know when you hit the side of the highway and it goes to you? Like, oh, yeah, rumble okay, strip, yeah. yeah. Um, so on the day after they uh, they filed suit, Sidhu had his first court appearance. Uh, he's released on $1,000 bail with many restrictions. They took away his driver's license, obviously. I don't know why they didn't take it away before that. Uh, why they let him have it between that and trial, but I'm sure he didn't drive, but I'm just saying. Investigation, bud. They, they technically can't remove anything until an investigation is complete. I guess so. Like just his trucker license or his automobile every no, no, license his, or his whole license. Well, it's all on it's all on his driver's license, so it would have been completely revoked across the board. Yeah, no license at all. They took away his passport, obviously, and they gave him a right. curfew. So thousand bucks bail, which isn't doesn't seem too much, but I mean probably for an immigrant it's enough. And then all those restrictions, he probably he probably wasn't driving anyway. This guy feels bad, I'm telling you. I bet. Uh a bunch of, I'm only going to mention this stuff because it happened during this, but it doesn't really matter uh, to the story, but they had a bunch of fun stuff happening on in the background because of this tragedy, like Stanley Cup went to Humboldt. People were still remembering. That's all I want to say about this. People were still thinking about this the entire time. It didn't just go away. They, they started their next season. Everyone was like, they actually got new players and everyone was, I think there was only two people left from the old team that was still on it. So they, they, in the face of adversity, they still went around. So this was all happening before the trial started. Uh, by October 10th, Adesh Dole was charged with non-compliance on eight federal and a provincial uh, regulation for trucking. After this happened, I guarantee the government went right into their company and said, let's see your logs, you know, safety violations. Let's see what you got, because truckers mm -hmm. have to be very meticulous with their logs. There's a lot of rules to this. Uh, there were seven charges or set eight charges. Like I said, seven were uh, federal charges, which were $5,000 fines per offense. And the provincial one could have ended up being $2,000. So that was maxes on all those. So 37K in fines is what they're looking at max uh, for this whole thing. So that's the trucking company. On December 3rd, the Saskatchewan government announces by March 2019, drivers will need to complete 121.5 hours of training before obtaining their big rig license. Good. So good. Yeah, they actually made good changes. <laughs> Before this, uh, training was available in Saskatchewan, but only if you felt like it. It wasn't mandatory and you could just challenge the license exam. <laughs> you didn't have to do it at all. I fucking find that crazy. I find that that's so really, insane. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, Saskatchewan Trucking Association applauded the move. I thought they'd be pissed about it. That's why I put that in there. I thought they'd be like, more regulations. But like, they want less people to die on the highways. It makes them look bad, right? So they're happy about it. Uh, they also think mm -hmm. that standardized training should go across this country because if you, like you were saying, right, you drive across each province in Canada, one place like Ontario is super hard to get a license. So what do you do? You just move to Calgary, get a license there, and then just drive through Ontario anyway, right? So they want to get that. That's not happened yet, but they want to do that one. And they were like, sorry, we had no forethought that there would be busfuls of dead children in our midst yeah. my bad i overlooked that scenario who knew bus full of hockey players would be on a canadian yeah. road yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was the first time in history it had ever happened i mean uh yeah exactly <laughs> in the this... maiden voyage no no didn't you say richard earlier <laughs> that another bus crash happened that just like 
It's not the first time. She, she was. Uh, I thought she was doing the whole. Uh, uh, there's a toe in a fucking cup thing. Have you guys heard about that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, Paul. You look more confused than when I first started explaining it to you. Uh, yeah, it's like oh, up yeah. in the Yukon. It's. <laughs> oh yeah, the kissing. Uh... A bandit. Yeah, a bandit's toe. <laughs> Right. Call the sour the sour toe challenge. Whatever happened to just smoking meth? Yeah, whatever happened to it. Yeah. Uh, so on on December twelfth, the province releases a report about the intersection involved in the accident. They were looking for deficiencies with the intersection to be identified with possible solutions. Uh, there were thirteen different recommendations by the province on how to improve the intersection, ranging from rumble strips to widening the highway. To realigning power lines and cutting down the three trees on private property like there's legit three trees <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry i was wrong there was three trees that's fucking terrible yeah. three fucking trees, trees. <laughs> the stop sign's so fucking big and then there's the tree way over there how am i supposed to see a bus this yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> oh damn it the officer there was three there was three trees i couldn't see the road uh, was it, it was it daytime five o'clock in the evening what what time of year oh, okay. though it was March. It was March. Oh, then hell yeah, there's yeah. light. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, uh, there was like grain silos that were there. They said to move. There's like this whole thing, if you read it, the report, <laughs> there's like a grain silo. Like it's it's fucking prairies. But, anyways, <laughs> but they say there's there's a problem with tunnel vision because you get so sucked into the how... Uh, right. Highway hypnosis. Yeah, it's yeah what it, that's what they were saying. And and if yes. you stagger the, the electrical poles, it fucks with it. And all these are all straight. So that's why they're saying move the electrical poles, move the certain things because the... There's a potential, it's not saying in this case, this is what he had, but there is a potential that you could get highway hypnosis. That's what the rumble strips are for. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper than moving poles. Oh, I agree. It's, just it's stupid. Fucking it's a lot more environmentally friendly than cutting down trees also. So agreed. Yeah. Leave the fucking trees alone. Yeah, Come on. Damn it. There's only three of them. Fuck. Has, hasn't there been <laughs> enough life lost already? This is ridiculous. <laughs> We should start a campaign, plant more trees in the prairies. For real. <laughs> Big old evergreens. Yeah. Trees and rumble strips. <laughs> Solved. Damn straight. <laughs> That'll solve everything. Just imagine they start putting like three more trees in a pilot project and like 12 people die on that strip. <laughs> so there's gonna be there's gonna be thousands <laughs> more Bigfoot sightings here. Yeah. More trees bring out more Bigfoot. Tens of thousands. We've heard rumors of trees. <laughs> There's three Bigfoot. That's all it was. <laughs> legit. Uh, legit. I know it. They're gone now. Where did they go? <laughs> the trees are like, oh, I'm fucking out of here. Fuck this. Um, yeah, the province said that they're actually going to try and do all 13 uh, recommendations. And I'm going to leave it in the show notes. I'm not going to go through all recommendations. But if you want to check them out, go nuts. Just at this intersection or like all No, over? just in the intersection. To, the, the, the intersection... Has had since 1997 till 2017. Uh, there were six collisions at that intersection. Two of them were fatal. It wasn't like a super huge problem that intersection, really, but like it was a problem with trucks because 57% of the accidents were all involved big rigs. So they're trying to think of ways to make that more safe for trucks. Rumble strips. Rumble strips is one of them mm. for sure. We're getting rumble strips, Celeste. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. it. Fucking rumble strips. If they don't fucking do it, she's just gonna go do it herself. I will. I will go out there and fucking chip away with like a spoon if I have to. Unless, unless was this like this road, like the 401? It's there are two major highways that go 100 kilometers an hour. They have one stop sign. They said that there's, uh, I think it's 4,000 people per day cross that intersection. 17% of them are trucks. Wow. Uh, so to put a stoplight there, it was going to back up traffic too much. It's not like a super bad one, but just to keep things flowing, you need a stop sign. It's the way it works. They're going to put a roundabout. It didn't work for other reasons. There's a lot of different suggestions. You'll see if you go look at them, if you're that interested, but yeah, they're going yeah. to try and get into them. 18 wheelers have no business in a roundabout. Yeah, I know. That's was one of the major <laughs> issues, right? Straight over the top. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they just end up going just <laughs> over the whole thing. Yeah. Later. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Jump it. I've seen it happen. <laughs> They're just like, fuck this. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have gone to Sudbury. They got runabouts all over the place now in su outside uh, Sudbury. So No, they don't. They, they're not from around here. I love roundabouts. I love them. I think they're great. Yeah, they're cool in little towns for sure. They're cool in town, like, because you're not going 100 kilometers an hour. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Our town just yeah. got a bunch of them. They put like three in a row. They move so much faster. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. My favorite thing that happens at roundabouts is when there's a car at every stop. Oh, yeah. And no one knows who, <laughs> who to go first. <laughs> Funny. Just got four cars and they're all like that's why there's yield signs. You're like, don't stop give way to you, but then you've got to give way to me. And it's just this maybe that's just Australian thing. But you're all going in the but yeah, okay. Well, that, they're easy. I don't understand why they're hard. Not for Australia. They're easy. <laughs> oh well, maybe it's different because you guys drive backwards, don't you? No, we drive the right way. No, you guys drive upside down because you're on the other side of the World. Oh, that's right. Yes. Forward. Yeah. So, they drive forward. Drive upside down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard. Continue. That's, it's fucking 7:30. We're losing our shit. That's All okay. Right. It's fine. I I don't even know where we're at in this thing right now. Fuck. Okay. On January 8th, he pleads guilty. Uh, in court, they finally have his court. His day in court. He takes full responsibility for the crash. He doesn't want to drag everyone through a long trial, which is really nice of him. Uh, he pled guilty to 16 counts uh, that the 16 counts of dangerous driving and 13 counts of uh, driving causing bodily harm. Uh, his lawyer at the press conference immediately preceding the guilty plea said that Mr. Sidhu is devastated. He wants the family to know that he's devastated by the grief that he's caused them. And he's overwhelmed by the expressions of sympathy and kindness that some of the families of the players have expressed to him in spite of the fact the grief that they're experiencing is entirely his fault. So some of the families were sending him support, which is really nice because I'm sure he he's very felt that bad about it and he didn't want it to happen at all. Uh, on January 28th, 20 days later, the three sentence, uh, the three day sentencing hearing took place. Uh, this is where they had the agreed statement of facts. So let me tell you something I haven't been. Uh, he was not impaired. Okay. He just tested for drugs and alcohol. Nothing. Nothing was blocking his view. No environmental conditions, no glare, no ice. This wasn't a case of cell phone driving either. It is distracted driving, what he said happened, but it's not on a cell phone. He wasn't flicking around on his cell phone. He was distracted by a tarp that came loose and he didn't see the bus coming. During this tarp watch, he did uh, fail to see five warning signs for the intersection. One was an oversized stop sign with a flashing light on top. Uh, so yeah, that's what he was doing. He was just staring at his load and not watching the road. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. Why didn't he, why didn't he just pull over and fix the tarp? He did a couple times. Before getting... He did a couple times. Oh, he did? He stopped already twice, okay. I believe. But that doesn't mean anything. You're right. He probably should have stopped, but he didn't yeah. know any better, right? Mm. Yeah, he probably should have stopped. So he's just checking the, the tarp, making sure it wasn't going to fly off. Did he mention that he was like really close to his destination at this point or anything? Like, was he just No, gonna... he had lots left. He well then yeah fucking fix it yeah. dude he's probably waiting for the next truck stop you know what i mean he's probably gonna have lunch or something yeah. you know i'm gonna go get fill up my fuel he didn't really say why he didn't stop he should have i agree he should have fucking yeah stopped. and he agrees he should have stopped he, he accepts full responsibility he says it's my fucking fault uh, but even going 100 clicks an hour in order for you to miss a bus coming in range in the prairies he literally would have had to have been staring at it like not just like mm. check in often. He actually would have had to have been yeah. staring in the mirror for like at least a good six, seven seconds straight. For sure. That's the thing, right? And miss all those warnings and go through and intersections. He he would have had not been looking ahead of him. At all. Yeah. At all. <laughs> it just Yeah, how do you unlikely. not see the intersection itself? You know, like if there's an intersection intersection coming at you, like generally you should start <laughs> to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> you should start to pay attention. Or, or he could have had uh, the just the unfortunate luck of the signs in front of him. But as the sign was in his view, he was looking at the tarp. He passed it. He looked back at the road. The next sign comes up. He's looking at the tarp. Just mm. super terrible luck. It could. I, I don't know. Yeah. He agrees. Yeah. Yeah, but the bus, the bus itself is what I'm thinking. It's, you know, moving very you see both directions. The bus would have been within eyesight for a certain amount of time. Like I, like I say, I would estimate just from my driving on these highways, it would probably be about six, six, seven seconds notice. You'd have to know that they're going to be, they're in sight. They're headed for the thing. You know, it's coming. Well, he didn't have to get tested to see if he was like a good driver or anything first. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I think maybe what happened is just that he literally, this is what I think happened. Okay. I think he's got this big ass truck. He knows that this thing does not stop on a dime. This thing takes a long time to stop. I think what's more likely is that he saw the bus because he had no intention of stopping. 
because as a truck driver, it, it takes you so long to get going again. I know a lot of them just go through if no one's around because it's just a pain in the ass to stop and go. So he's realized too late, the bus is coming. And that's why he didn't break is because he's like, well, I know I'm not going to be able to stop in time. Maybe if I just go, then I'll make it through and it'll be okay. Yeah, he. That's just from my experience. You could probably be right because there was not even a skid mark where he was. The bus, on the other hand, had Mm -hmm. skid marks. They saw him that last second. They couldn't move out of the way. But for his side, there was not even a skid mark. No attempt to even stop. So you could be right. He could be like, I could do it. And he didn't know better, right? I didn't even think of that possibility. That's that's a good possibility for sure. Yeah, or he could have he could have saw that it was inevitable and tried to put her to throw her the gas in and try and get out of the way fast enough. But it, yeah, it wouldn't have changed yeah. his speed anyway because the truck takes so long. And gear changing probably would have been necessary. For sure. Either way, yes, it's like it's his, it's his fault either way. But I don't think that's what happened. Oh, that's the yeah. thing is he accepted Poor full guy. responsibility, right? Uh, 70. Okay. So 75 impact statements were read before sentencing. Uh, and some had sympathy for him and some did not. Some called him brave. Some called him a monster. So there's a split audience on the, I mean, he's a brave monster. I would go with you on that. He's probably both for sure. Uh, he's just a guy who made a mistake. Uh, he got yeah. eight years. I, I agree with you. I don't know what to say. He got eight years for each count of causing death and five years for each count of causing bodily harm. Uh, considering he isn't a wow. uh, consider, I'll just get through the whole thing so you can go wow after uh, you're gonna like it. <laughs> you're gonna like it. <laughs> so considering he's in a past offender, he pled guilty, saved everyone the heartache and money of a trial, and seemed genuinely sorry. Legal legal experts say that the judge gave him a pretty severe sentence. Uh, they're trying to send a stiff message to drivers on the road to pay more attention. All those sentences add up to 193 years. Okay. Uh, but this sentence is going to be served concurrently, so he only has to serve eight. So he gets eight years in prison. Eight years in prison. Uh, the reason the judge makes it serve concurrent is usually because the crimes, when they happen all at the same time, that's when they make stuff happen concurrently like that. Uh, I think it's a dumb sentence. Like, you can get one year, five million times to be served concurrently. That's only a year, but I served a million jail years. You know what I mean? I've been to jail longer than anyone. I've been to jail a million times. <laughs> what is this? Like... What is this like dog years? That's what I mean. Like, it's stupid. Like concurrent yeah. charges. They are literally animals. Yeah. Some of the parents were pissed by that, uh, just in general, because they would rather seen him get eight years plus the five years to serve concurrently. So at least 13 years, like the five years for the injured. So some of them were okay with it. Some of them didn't even want him to. They said him taking full responsibility is all they needed. So this is a, a very bunch of crazy people like all over the place. It wasn't like a full united force on what they thought about this guy, which I find. Uh, a little crazy he spoke at his sentencing hearing uh to apologize uh he said he takes full responsibility like i said he said it happened because of my lack of experience so he's blaming the trucking company uh which i'm gonna go with a probably uh when you're a permanent resident canada though if you get in jail any longer than six months you are ineligible to stay in Canada. And after serving your sentence, you will most likely be deported. And we all know what happens when you get deported after you serve your time in prison. You go home and you kill a hooker and her children. So... That's from another episode. Sorry, Polly. Okay. Yeah. Listen to the fucking show, damn yeah. it. <laughs> uh his lawyer said that he has no prior, uh, prior criminal history. He's well-educated, fluent in English, and extremely remorseful. He acknowledges catastrophic consequences of his crime, but added that his actions weren't malicious. So this genu- guy feels bad genuinely, and he c- wishes he could take it back. There's still a chance he'll get deported, though. He most likely will. Uh, his wife stands by his side, but will she have to go back, too? There's potentially could stay in Canada, but it's dependent on the judge and letters of support he gets from uh, people that he, for him to stay. Uh, one of the victim's fathers wrote a letter in support of him to be able to not be deported uh but his deport his deportation is still under review they have still like seven six more years to figure out whether he's going to get deported or not while he's in jail that's the end of that so getting deported eight year 193 fake jail years it doesn't sound like he actually <laughs> takes full responsibility for this if he's saying oh i just wasn't trained enough that's not really taking full responsibility yeah well, it's very much that I take responsibility, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a conditional responsibility, which is not yeah. the same. Thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the parents went and visited him after the sentencing and the guy says after the meeting, he thinks that he's genuinely remorseful and he would change places with any of the kids if he could. So 
you can feel bad and still also that. feel like you know what I mean? You can be remorseful and you can feel like you did the, but you can also say it's not all my fault. I would think the fucking, I would feel bad too. I would feel like the trucking company fucked me over too, right? Like, would you think that? Well, if it helps him sleep at night, right? Yeah. So here, anything to uh, at least get some of the burden off his shoulders. Yeah. So after, after the, the thing, uh, the owner of the Adesh Dole trucking on March 27th, 2019, uh, pled guilty for five of the infraction charges. I guess three of them got dropped. Guess how much his fine was? Not enough. Not even nearly enough. Five thousand dollars. That's it. Uh, Not enough. Go yeah, the, that's nothing. That's crazy. And the guy, he asked the judge if he could put off payment because he can't get it any more work because of the Humboldt thing because they're all suspended. So he still got an extension on his five thousand dollars that he owes for these fucking guys. It's a shake my head moment right there. That's crazy. Trucking industry should probably get some of this. I think, right? The trucking industry. You said four thousand people use that intersection every day yeah. and between what was it 2017 and what was the first figure? 1991 i believe or like early 90s to 20s like 1990 i think it was so yeah so th- over 30 years four thousand people a day let's adjust for population inflation right so let's say maybe 2500 people a day yeah. six collisions exactly all of them had the same training up till this point yeah how much can we really blame the trucking company for this just because there was no skid marks? Maybe he didn't even realize it was there until it actually hit him. Yeah, highway hypnosis is a thing. And, you know, I have mixed feelings on it. I think he does deserve to serve time in prison. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's no absolutely, yeah, uh, no yeah. doubt about that that's at a, all. That's a lot of lives. But when you, it's a lot of lives, a lot of potential. 16, actually. A lot of potential lives. lives. And and like other lives ruined. Like none of these kids, these kids, first of all, all the other 13 that are still alive, the kids plus the parent or whatever, the coaching staff that are still alive, they're still uh, like traumatized. There's two of them that are paralyzed, right? There's, they're all fucked after this. And it's almost a, I shouldn't say this, but I mean, it's almost better to be the fucking dead one than to be the paralyzed one. I wouldn't want to be paralyzed. That fucking sucks. As an athlete, that like, that'd be the hardest fucking thing that you would have to live through. I was reading a case about um, this guy who was a rock climber and that was like his whole life. And he ended up paralyzed and he wanted so badly to die that he got permission from a court to be denied all food and water so that he could just starve to death. Oh yeah. Because they wouldn't give him an assisted suicide. Yeah, for an athlete, that's huge. And that's yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to mention because you said, Richard, that the next year there's only two from the original team. Yeah, something like that. From yeah. the accident. Yeah. Like how many of them that survived could no longer be athletes, like besides the two that were paralyzed? There's enough of them. There's lots like, of head how many injury. More? There's lots of head injury and yeah. there's lots of uh like no more playing. Even just with like getting yeah. a big concussion like that, you probably wouldn't want to get it play anymore because you're gonna get even more hurt, right? So highway paranoia yeah. yeah so there's that not only that even those that just had just broken bones like that would have seriously impact their their future yeah. just literally your body physically flying to the front of a bus is yeah. gonna be traumatizing yeah. just out of nowhere oh, you nuts. know it's nuts and all of your friends being and in smashing up yeah piling around up. you yeah. yeah domino affecting all of everything oh my god yeah like Sidhu's this sucks yeah when Sidhu got out of the truck he said all I could hear was the kids crying and he didn't even know what happened and then he realized after like that's all I could hear was that's even more it makes it so much worse that he was fine yeah yep. yeah yeah because it did it I imagine the driver it, it, of the bus didn't survive as well right oh, the driver was dead no yeah, I, he's done he died I didn't want the coaches who was also like in the first row yeah uh, like yeah, i said it was all it? coaching staff yeah. there was their trainer one of their trainers a statistician yep. with their statistician kid he was in the special olympics so like think about that uh he died uh he would just love to be with the team right he just wanted to be with the team and go like cake okay, who's getting goals like poor guy joey moss yeah uh canadian hero 10 of the the athletes died the rest the six other ones were coaching staff and the bus driver you know what? If all was right in the universe, and I might get some flack for saying that, if all was right in the universe, he would have died right then and there. I agree. And one mm-hmm. of the kids would have taken his place. And I think that's what he wants. Exactly. And that's what he wants, right? 
Like that's what he says he wants. And I think that's justice in and of itself. That would be justice. But that's mm-hmm. unfortunately not what happened. And I wish it did. And I don't think he should be deported. I think we should try and help him stay here. It sucks for everyone that he's, you got to think that this guy's wife is getting her life ruined too. Like she didn't do anything. Yep. She He's getting deported and she's probably gonna have to follow him now, which is sad. Maybe he won't be deported. I, that's not what we want to do with these people anyway. Yeah, that's how Don Cherry got canceled by, by the way, saying these people. So actually said you people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> I actually meant offenders, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not what we want to happen to offenders. We really want them to be rehabilitated and released and, and part of society and contribute to our society. They've paid our debt. They've paid their debt to us, blah, blah, blah. I see this a lot online these days. We do a tread a fine line doing this true crime comedy stuff you know we understand that the country is hurting we understand that this is very serious we want to be respectful but we also want to bring awareness to this in this incident in canadian history that will undoubtedly be something that is going to be with us forever and on that note you can leave now (laughs) (laughs) yeah get the fuck out of here during this episode I said the victims a lot and I didn't really mention them by name. It's not on purpose. It's just there's so many victims that it's hard to keep up with everyone if you start mentioning so many names. Uh, But we do skate a very fine line with the comedy true crime thing. We try to be respectful to the victims and I do want to mention them all out of respect for them and what they had to go through. So I'm going to mention everyone here And if you want to go and learn a little bit more about each one of these, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes, okay? So there were 16 victims. They were Logan Alexander Boulay, Adam Scott Harold, Logan William Hunter, Jackson Christopher Joseph, Jacob Paul Benjamin Leaked, Connor Jamie Lucan, Logan Evan Schatz, Evan Thomas, Parker Allen Tobin, Stephen Wack, Tyler Anthony Bieber, Dana Bronze, Mark Travis Cross, Glenn Dorskin, Darcy Hogan, Darcy Hogan, maybe, Brody Joseph Hins. And there were 13 players that were injured in the crash as well. I'm going to mention their names now Grayson Cameron, Caleb Dahlgren. Braden Camrud, Bryce Fisk, maybe it's Bryce Fiskey, I'm not sure, Morgan Gobel, Matthew Gomerkick, Xavier LaBelle, Lane Matichuk, Derek Patter, Nick Shumlansky, Tyler Smith, Ryan Strachisnitsky, Jacob Wasserman. So those are the 29 people Sorry this had to happen to you. This is a thing that's affected Canada to its core. And I want to say from all of us at Unethical Broncos, what I want to say from all of Unethical, if I can, if I can speak for the girls too, is to say humble strong, okay? Sorry this had to happen to you. We're all feeling it as a country. And please, thanks for letting us tell your story. All right? In the show notes, like I said, there'll be a brief description of all the players and coaching staff and bus driver all the victims in one of the articles i link in the show notes thanks again guys 